0: Hey, good morning, all. Um, just reading some things um, from Numbers. This is our time in the Read Scripture app. Um, I was a day behind, caught up this morning, so I did, I think it was 8 to 13 of Numbers. Um, and here's a couple of things that stood out. So in Numbers 9, uh, starting in verse 15, it says, On the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered, the cloud representing the presence of God, covered the tabernacle, the tent of, te- the, tent of the testimony, and at evening it was over the tabernacle, like the appearance of fire until morning, so it was so it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night and that let's just stop there for just a second that part was so awesome because if if the cloud and what looked like fire at night and the cloud during the day. Represented the presence of God, what it was saying is that the presence of God was always with the people of Israel. Like right here in chapter 9, so it was always. The cloud covered it, so this would be, um, that it covered the tabernacle, the tent of testimony, covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. It it was always there, and therefore the presence of God was always there. And the application is, we we can believe that same thing. God's always with us. Now, of course, those of us have a relationship with Jesus, the Holy Spirit is actually in us. We're kind of the new tabernacle the new temple. So we're the temple of God. The New Testament talks about that. So he's in us. So the presence of God is always with us. Um, But even in the Old Testament, it points us to this presence of God, that God actually wants us to be near and close. Um, He wants to be near us. Uh, Verse 17, and whenever the cloud lifted from over the tent, after after that, the people of Israel set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there, the people of Israel camped. At the command of the Lord, the people of Israel set out, and at the command of the Lord, they camped. As long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. Even when the cloud continued over the tabernacle many days, the people of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was a few days over the tabernacle, and according to the command of the Lord, they remained in camp. Then according to the command of the Lord, they set out. And sometimes the cloud remained from evening till morning, and when the cloud lifted in the morning, they set out. Or if it continued for a day and a night, when the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether it was two days or a month or a longer time that the cloud continued over the tabernacle abiding there, the people of Israel remained in camp and did not set out. But when it lifted, they set out. At the command of the Lord, they, they camped. And at the command of the Lord, they set out. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by Moses. And here's the part that I loved um, or maybe even was convicted about. They went when God went and they stayed when God stayed. And really, as followers of Jesus, that's what we're supposed to do. When God is moving, we go with Him. When He says, "When He says stay put," we stay put. And this may be a time for some of you that um, He's saying "Hey, it's time to move. You've kind of been sitting around for too long. Let's get back in what it is I've called you to do." And so, if you've been coming to Purpose Claremont for a while, or if you're just listening, maybe just tuning in now, and you've never even been to uh, our community. Man, the heartbeat behind what we do is, hey, your mission field starts in your zip code. But even before that, we want to abide. We want to abide in Jesus. We want to have this deep, passionate love affair with Him. That even when I looked at Psalm 42, which was part of my reading for this morning also, where it's like, as a deer pants for water, so my soul longs for you. um, That we want to be people who long after God. We're not just... Christians waiting for heaven and sitting around and not really pursuing God and God's pretty okay, but no, to be passionately in love, my my, my soul longs for Him, like a deer pants for water, My soul longs after. Him. But on this, <clears throat> see, for some of you, for some of you may be saying, hey, it's time to get up, time to go. And for others of you, you've been going so hard and so for so long, he's kind of saying, hey, you need to rest. You need to take a break, um, and just sit with me. And so. Um, that he would lead them, um, like he would have them set out um, in a place, the clouds settled down, the people of Israel camped, wherever God had them go, that's where they would go. And there'd be times where he'd lead them to places of rest, so that they could just be with him. Um, And then the other part that hit me, if I can find it real quick, um, it was was out of, uh, oh, it was out of Numbers chapter 12. And this is where Miriam and Aaron um, start. They oppose Moses um, because Moses. It says in chapter chapter twelve, verse one. Because Moses had um, had married a Cushite woman, and so they start they start talking behind his back. It says, "Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has He not spoken through us also?" And this is what God's response was. It says that the Lord heard it, um, and then it's weird because it's thought that Moses wrote numbers and then this is what he says about himself the man Moses was very meek more than all the people who were on the face of the earth and it's so easy to look at that and go gosh you might have been meek but you're kind of arrogant um and yet there's another place I guess Deuteronomy says that he was more humble than anyone else and I don't know if it's really arrogant I, I don't know that I could say that about myself it feels weird so I'm, I'm the most humble person on the planet but if it's true then it's true and so I remember hearing somebody bring that up. And I'm not saying anything other than the fact that Moses was meek. Even if he wrote it, he's saying, hey, I'm meek. I feel like I'm the most meek person on the planet. But now he says this in verse 6. And he said, hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth clearly and not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord." says, okay, so you've had prophets, but Moses is different than a prophet. I speak to him face to face, and I clearly say what it is I want to say. And then all of a sudden, the anger of the Lord was upon Miriam and Aaron, but especially upon Miriam, and she becomes leprous and has to be shut out of the camp for a week, um, and then she's allowed back in. And then um, in chapter 13, Moses um, sends in spies into Canaan to see what the land is like, to see whether or not they can really have it, because this is the promised land. And 12 of them come back and say, no, we can't do it. It's not going to happen. There's no way we can make it in there. And then only two, Caleb and Joshua, come back and say, no, we can take this. And these were the youngins. I mean, Caleb and Joshua were were the young ones. And I don't know if the other ones were older or how much younger. But only two out of the 12 came back with a positive report. And I wrote in my Bible, I said, be a Caleb. Trust the provisional power of God more than your, uh, more than your circumstances surrounding you. And I want to make sure that that's what I'm like. Like I want to be, man, I want to believe God for what he says. Uh, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the surrounding looks, the surroundings look like, or the circumstances that I'm facing, if he's promised that he's going to fulfill it. And I want to have that kind of faith that, yeah, it seems like it's insurmountable, but man, God said it. And so therefore we can do it. And so I just wanted to pass these things on, things that popped out. Um, another one that popped out, I'm not going to go into detail, but when the people are complaining about food um, that they're having to eat in manna, and, the, and I am going to say a little bit about it, sorry. Chapter 11, verse... Um, Four says, now, now the rabble that was among them had a strong craving, and the people of Israel also wept again and said, oh, that we had meat to eat. Remember the fish we ate in Egypt that cost nothing, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. But now our strength is dried up, and there's nothing at all but this manna to look at. And the part that hit me is they kept longing for what they, like, what their appetite was, was after was what they ate when they were in slavery and in bondage. Now they're free and God's providing. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people, he's providing uh, food for them every morning. And because it's not like what they had when they were slaves, it didn't taste as good or they missed that, they would rather go back to slavery so that, they could, that their appetite could be filled rather than live in freedom and trust God with, the, with his provision, not questioning how he provides or what he provides, but just being thankful for what it is that he provides. And so what if it's for us? What if it's, what if us, What if instead of us looking at what it is that God has provided and the way that he's provided and the timing that he decides to provide and questioning whether or not he's good and is able to provide for our needs, we actually are thankful for it. And striving and wanting to live in freedom with Jesus rather than, especially if you remember what life was like before you surrendered to Jesus, maybe some of your appetites, um, maybe some of the things that you really wanted more than anything, Um, like our flesh desires, things that usually aren't about God. Would you rather have that while you're in bondage to those things or be free and trust the provisions and maybe not have everything that you've ever wanted in that moment? I just know that God provides. Now, I just need you to remind me of that when all of a sudden I don't feel like he is. I want to make sure that I'm seeing God's provision, I'm proclaiming God's provision, and I'm trusting God in his timing that he'll provide perfectly all of my needs whenever it is that I need those things and trust that he knows what I need more than I know what I need. So those are the things that stood out to me from this morning's reading. Numbers is so good. It's, it's getting good. Um, a lot a lot more narrative in there. So it's going to be a little bit easier to understand rather than just numbers of people and laws. Um, but praying for you as you go through it. I'm, I'm loving this. Hopefully this is helpful to you. Um, but yeah, have a great day. Love you guys. We'll see you.